Feeling inspired by hosts Ron and Tyler to work on your health? The Movie Buffs podcast is brought to you by Time to Train Fitness, your home for on-demand workouts for every level of fitness. Exercise with amazing certified instructors that want you to push through any barriers. At Time to Train Fitness, you'll find quality workouts across six class formats, including indoor cycling, HIIT, bar, yoga, strength training, and dance cardio. Stream brand new classes releasing every week in our 450-plus on-demand workout library. Use the link in the description to view all of the membership options and to start a free five-day trial. Get ready to press play on your next workout. Hey, everybody. Ron Jam here, and I'm excited to talk to you today about our sponsor. For any of my fellow fitness buffs out there who love to train, you also know that hard training leads to aches and pains, and that's why I love today's sponsor, Royal and Pure CBD. Their philosophy is to enhance your life with pure ingredients that you and your pet can feel good taking. Royal and Pure products combine the healing properties of hemp-derived CBD with other active botanical ingredients to enrich your daily activities and ease the aches, inflammation, and pains that come from being active, aging, or just daily life. I use their salve on all my achy spots, especially on my recovery days, and I always use their PM tincture to help me get a great night's sleep and recover to hit it hard the next day. They're offering our listeners 20% off at checkout by using code RONJAM20. So if you're interested in checking out their great products and seeing just how helpful they can be, visit royalandpure.com and use code RONJAM20 at checkout for 20% off. Okay, time for the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Movie Buff Podcast, the strongest podcast in the world about movies. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Ron Jam, joined as always by LT Gray, and you, my friends, are in for a treat as this is our first episode recorded entirely inside the submarine that James Cameron is using to film Avatar 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. So besides being all wet and moist, Tyler, how are you doing today? <laughs> Man, I didn't know how you would work an Avatar into this episode in a joke. <laughs> But I'm very impressed. Dude, we are an all Avatar podcast. We got 20 years of Avatar movies banked up to talk about. <laughs> My stepdad is going to be so thrilled. Shout out to Tyler's stepdad. Don't know your name, but <laughs> big fan. I'm a big fan of your work. All right. So want to kick us off. Let's get warmed up and start with the news. Warm it up. So pretty excited when I saw this one, just because more uh, the emotion, the childhood memories mm -hmm. of it, but... It has been announced that a Mortal Kombat sequel is in the works. First question for you. Uh -huh. Did you watch the reboot? Of course I did. I even watched it at midnight for no reason because it came out on HBO Max <laughs> and it ruined my next day. Uh, I, I won't give a full review on it. Maybe we'll do it later down the line, but uh, question uh -huh. number two. <laughs> uh, this is not, I'm going to add a second question here. That is how many moves did you perform in your living room? How many sidekicks? Okay, well, I was lying Round down houses. in bed because it was midnight, so all I did was punches. <laughs> and so, was was your wife happy about that? She was asleep for most of it, but a couple <laughs> of the roundhouses, the, the the right hooks, did wake her up a bit. <laughs> gotcha. Well, in this sequel, which character do you hope to see? Uh, not to spoil too much about the first one, but I hope Scorpion is in it, mm. uh, and I would really love if they did a Mortal Kombat. Because they it, did them, yeah. Because if you don't oh. quite remember, they didn't do a Mortal Kombat. Yeah, the whole <laughs> yeah. movie was about them cheating to try to avoid doing a Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, they should have called it not Mortal Kombat yet. Well, there goes the spoiler. Spoiler well. alert: They don't do a Mortal Kombat. They just fight in the streets. <laughs> so that's what there I hope is. for the most. Oh, okay. Well, moving on to another series that uh, we'll probably joke about here. Uh, Jason Momoa has joined F Ten. Question for you. Whose mm -hmm. brother do you think he will be playing? <laughs> I, I was listening to uh, the Weekly Planet podcast and they're joking about that, that it, there might not be enough wiggle room uh, no. to, to say he's Dom's other, other brother. <laughs> and um, I think they're going to say he's The Rock's brother, even though they went to go see The Rock's whole family. And he was not the there. <laughs> and he wasn't in it. <laughs> but I mean, they are both Polynesian. Um, so maybe they'll say that like he's his cousin. Um, I want my biggest thing is how are they going to explain why Jason Momoa is all wet? Because <laughs> he's Aquaman. I uh, I'll tell you I'll tell this podcast that when that when I saw that preview the trailer for John Cena being Dom's brother I think that was when I lost I was like I can't watch this I don't even know what F whatever it was but that was it for me I was like Wait, I'm who, done sorry Tyler who plays brother his name is John Cena. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was funny in that movie. They just shellacked John Cena in Self Tanner and like, yeah, brothers, whatever. <laughs> it was close enough. Close no enough. They both wear the same uh, freaking tank top and yeah. have the same spray tan. Therefore, they're brothers. Therefore, they are family. Oh, I almost knocked my mic over. Uh, what else news you got for me? <clears throat> well, the next one was quite interesting, just being the fact that I actually read this article and I read the whole thing, which I'm surprised. Taylor Lautner, if you are familiar with Taylor Lautner, I am a star of Team the Twilight series. Yes. Well, in this article, it talked about how during the Twilight Peak, and I think he was on a press tour for the Netflix movie that came, that came out um, about the Saints, the NFL Saints head coach. Dude, John I got to tell you, unfortunately, I just watched that movie. It you wasn't on purpose, but I watched it front to back, watched the whole thing. I can't believe you did. But anyways, <laughs> me neither. I, it ended, and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> in it, he in this article, not the movie. He's talking <laughs> about how uh, when Twilight was peaking, that he was scared to be in public, that the fan life, people knowing where he's going, and a small part of me was like, "Well, you have millions of dollars. Why don't you just like stay home? You don't have to leave your house." <laughs> like I'm just saying. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> I can and, be the introvert of me. But and you know uh, what though, that I I think people tend to forget. The paparazzi is not omnipotent. Somebody like your publicist calls them and says you're yeah. going to somewhere or you go to the very famous restaurant in Malibu <laughs> and they just sit there. Like I've gone to eat at Nobu and you come outside and there's just paparazzi sitting there waiting for someone to go. Yeah. So like, if you don't <laughs> want them to see you, don't go to that restaurant. Like it's really easy. <laughs> that makes a little too much sense there, Ron. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you can do that in this podcast. <laughs> um, so my question for you though is, are you someone that likes to take pictures with celebrities or are you like me and you just kind of run away because oh, you're embarrassed? I got to tell you what, one time I had near meltdown because I wanted to take a picture next to a, a statue of the Hulk at a comic convention. And I was so statue. embarrassed and uncomfortable that I almost <laughs> didn't do it. So no, I don't take pictures with famous people. The one exception, and this almost made me throw up with nerves, was I took a picture with Tommy Wiseau from The Room. Okay, random. But yeah, I saw I saw him at Cantor's in Hollywood, and I was like, me and my brother had just finished talking about it and watching it, and I was like, I got to take a picture with this guy, and um, for legal reasons, I won't say more than that. But let's no. just say I went up and I said, "Oh, hi, Mark," and we took a little picture together. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, I think the last celebrity I saw, and he's not really a celebrity, is. I like to listen to a sports podcast every day. It's more just like a roundup of the popular things. Uh, the host of a show, uh, the, it's called The Herd. His name's Colin Cowherd. And I saw him at a LA Galaxy game and I was a little tipsy. And <laughs> it was in the period when he was switching from ESPN to Fox. And I just said, you're asked. Like, I listened to your show and he wasn't on the air at the moment. So kind of not relevant. Um uh, <laughs> That was my one story, and nice. I'm sticking to it. Next piece of news for you, Ron. Guardians 3 will be the last time we see this team. And I know this has actually been talked about in mm -hmm. the past. I feel like it's been probably talked about for like the last two years. And with this latest little piece of news from Gunn, he is basically saying it's the last team. Who, because you know more about the comics than me, <laughs> who do you think will be on this next team? Who's your best guesses? Well, interestingly enough, like the classic comic book team, is not the team in the movies. Peter Quill is, wasn't a part of the team until like 20 years after the inception of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's character of Starhawk, I think is his name, the one that shows up at the end of Guardians 2. Mm -hmm. He is, was traditionally the leader of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and they, you know, they introduced a bunch of those Ravagers who kind of came and helped them and they're all set to return. So I think some of those are going to mix and match. And mm. I think if James Gunn stays with it, it's going to get really weird. And there'll be characters <laughs> that nobody knows, like even people who, who wrote the comic books forgot they made them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, if I think a, if another director takes over, I think they're going to go a little more streamlined, keep somebody mm -hmm. like Rocket, like mm -hmm. Groot, who pays a little lower because the actors don't have to show up maybe uh, bring in some more cosmic guys that they're trying to fold into the universe. Like maybe some Eternals might end up on the team. I think that would be something interesting to do with them to keep them away from earth because they're, they, <laughs> they did earth and it was boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe have the guardians be the people who are introduced to the, the silver surfer first or something like that. But okay. yeah, who knows, man, James Gunn is a, is a wild card when it comes to people on teams. We saw that with Javelin and 
Blackguard yeah. and Weasel. And it, that's part of what makes seeing his film so fun is he, he does wild shit. Yeah. Very intriguing. Good insight there, Ron. Uh, next piece still involves James Gunn here. Mm-hmm. He says that the Suicide Squad spinoff is in the works. So another character is going to get its own spinoff. Mm-hmm. Two questions for you. First one, what character is your best guess for it? So I think the most bankable one would either be Harley or um, Bloodsport, but Harley already had her own spinoff movie. And mm-hmm. as far as like Power Set is concerned, there's not a lot you can do different between Bloodsport and um, Peacemaker. They're just, you know, they're guys with guns and a lot of skill. And mm-hmm. I don't think that James Gunn would be interested in doing that twice. I heard people mm-hmm. talk about something like King Shark, maybe like see what the <laughs> underwater world is like and evolve it with Aquaman. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I think somebody like maybe, like I said, trying to get in James Gunn's mind, maybe even like a prequel with Polka Dot Man. Mm. How did he get arrested? Like what was he doing? I think that would be super interesting. And yeah, I've talked about it before. I really like Dave Desmalkian. And I think we, you even agreed that when you watch the movie, you're like, this guy's way more interesting than he has any right to be. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, my other idea would be it's not a spinoff based off of any character. And this is something that I floated immediately upon watching the movie. I told this to my brother, a very interesting way to continue this series would be to take them all as prequels or just an anthology series of missions. So say there's six episodes, four of them are spoiler alert flashbacks where Rick flag is leading the team and just to show what they were doing mm, uh, before mm-hmm. the Starro mission. And you could do smaller missions. You can introduce new characters. You can have, you know, all the kind of zany, weird side villains. And then, you know, a couple episodes set in the future. I think for me, that would be the most interesting way to do it because I don't think they were going to get a budget to do a film again off it because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic and the, it wasn't a huge box office success, but people loved it. So Mm -hmm. to do it as an HBO Max property, like they're doing with Peacemaker, Peacemaker is the most popular show in the world right now. Yep. It's outrating uh, Book of Boba Fett. It's beating in just like that. Um, so I think it's a, a smart thing to do to make it an anthology, give people a lot of what they want to see. And, and you can bring back, you know, some of the characters that died in Suicide Squad, even some mm-hmm. of the weirder characters off the A-team who get murdered <laughs> unceremoniously <laughs> right at the beginning. So that's mm-hmm. my idea. And it was very long and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, that's actually a good one. The one piece I'll add to it is that when I was reading the article, I don't know why, but I'm going to say it in the podcast so that <laughs> uh, if I do, if, if I'm correct, I can point to it. I can say I already said this on February 1st when we were recording <laughs> that I I don't know why, but Ratcatcher 2 came into my head. That oh. I don't know why. I'm just saying maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Probably won't. But something weird like that, you're like, I, I feel like when I first heard about mm. the Peacemaker series, I was kind of like, uh, really? Like he's getting one? <laughs> but like, okay, John Cena. He's a bankable actor. Okay, I, I guess I can see it. Wait, who was it? John Cena! Oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, but I didn't even think about Ratcatcher as an option. That, that would be super interesting. And again, that's another character that by the end of the movie, you're like, I didn't think I'd care about Ratcatcher too. And yeah. here she goes. So yeah, that's yeah. a great idea, Taylor. Yeah, when it's a chance to potentially put Taika in something. So why not? <laughs> exactly. Well... One more piece of news on my end, and I'm not sure if you actually watch The Boys, but- I uh, sure do. Okay. Well, The Boys Season 3 returns June 3rd, so very excited for that. First two seasons, very entertaining. Usually my wife and I, we binge them in (laughs) one weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can (laughs) tell we have- It's not the most pleasant show to binge all at once. (laughs) It's dark. Well, we have so many plans that uh, we just binge it. <laughs> and so my question for you is it's not really pertaining to the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the news is probably that it's returning on June 3rd. But my question for you, because this is a series that it's not made on Disney+. Plus, It's not on HBO. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon Prime. And I would say Amazon Prime is... Uh, I mean, it's one of the streaming services, but <laughs> I typically don't go to it first over Netflix, a lot of the other streaming platforms. <laughs> so my question for you is okay. what do you think the magic sauce is for making a series that's popular? Well, one of the things that comes to mind when we talk about streaming series is that uh, I think I mentioned earlier, I listened to a podcast called the Weekly Planet Podcast. They're based out of Australia. And so based off of the things they talk about, I got a bit of a um, kind of a sense for what's available where. And Disney Plus doesn't have release dates that are quite the same. And it's a little, I know even especially when it started, it was inaccessible in countries outside the US. 
And HBO Max, I don't think it even exists in a lot of countries. You have to buy it through like through Amazon Prime or through a separate mm. streaming account. So I think for Amazon, they have that, they have the market kind of to themselves as far as being completely accessible everywhere. Um, because Amazon is the biggest company in the world, <clears throat> LexCorp. And besides mm-hmm. that, it's it kind of seems like it comes down to a bit of luck of the draw. Besides it being good, mm-hmm. um, I think the real secret is to to do the kind of the the cost um, benefit ratio, because some people will produce um, pilots and stuff that are so prohibitively expensive that it has to be a massive hit day one to continue. And that's not how the streaming model works. You know, usually big streaming shows, there's very few that are massive hits right out the gate. A lot of times what happens is, you know, a friend of yours will have watched a show three weeks ago and you see them, they tell you about it. And that's how the shows grow. So mm-hmm. one of the things that comes to mind is I, uh, we discussed this a few weeks back, HBO produced uh, another spinoff of Game of Thrones and it was like a $15 million pilot and they shelved it because it was apparently just bad and they didn't think it could work. So they kind of price themselves out of being able to do that where you make them and let them accrue viewership and let them grow because at $15 million an episode, you can't really gamble. <laughs> Whereas yeah. if you make a more affordable show, like the boys is sure it's a superhero show. It's, it's kind of high concept, but for the most part, it's street level. You know, these guys are having, there have to be tactical. There's not a lot of superpowers in it. So the cost per episode is lower where you can put it out there, let it grow buzz, let it grow by word of mouth. And then by season two and three, then you can up your investment once you've built, uh, built yourself an audience. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting insight there. The one that came to my mind and I guess I live in a bubble with this because <laughs> I watch The Witcher and I think it's a great show. It's a great series, mm-hmm. but I believe I heard, I forgot on what show I was watching or listening to, that The Witcher doesn't really get too much credit. That's not mm-hmm. that popular, despite how much they put into it, despite the nudity, despite the action. <laughs> and despite <laughs> Henry Cavill's bouncing bosom. <laughs> it doesn't get much play, which is surprising to me because it's... I feel like in a popular realm, the whole fantasy land, and I guess because I, I watch quite a bit of those, but uh, I think you were pretty spot on with how a lot of people watch something and then they tell their friend and it tells them it spreads that way. And mm-hmm. what came to my mind is a new show that my wife and I, we just started watching in the l- last week and we already binged one season of it. Um, I'm going to mention it later on, but it, it's not a well-known show, the one that I'm going to talk about later on, but... It's something that probably not many people listening to this podcast are like, oh, yeah, I watched that. But maybe it sparked something. And they're like, hey, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to watch one episode. Yeah. Speaking of The Witcher, though, I told you it's my cardio show. So yesterday I got – I honestly couldn't tell you what happened in the episode, but I got a great cardio session in. So I'll watch <laughs> the episode again. So they get a lot of their viewership from me because I'll stop paying attention, finish my cardio, and go, oh, crap, what happened? <laughs> and the, this one. segues nicely into one of my first pieces of news. I didn't write it down, but I remembered it. Uh, I read today <laughs> that season three is already in production. So that's it's kind of cool to hear. Um, I like Henry Cavill. I think he's a charming actor. I liked Witcher season one. I've heard season two is even better. Um, so it's cool to see that they're they're building up this universe. And I know they have uh, a prequel coming out. They have their side quill um, anime movie. So it's cool. It's nice yeah. to have options. I think it's one thing that keeps him busy. I know that whenever people talk about is Henry Cavill going to return for Superman, mm. they talk about The Witcher, that his filming for The Witcher is taking uh, precedent right now for him because they are putting a lot of money into it and he's the main character for him and he, and he enjoys it. But yeah. um, I mean, he's mentioned before that Superman plays a or has a big part in his heart and he would love to put the cape back on but i mean they got to make the the pieces work they i think that wb has to make the pieces work to get him to suit up for it yeah definitely and speaking of shows that are beginning production uh news came out today that season two of loki is going to begin Mm. principal photography in england over the summer are you excited to see this where do you think the story is going to go from there from where it ended last season Oof, i that's the story is a tough one. What I will say is that Loki is probably my favorite one so far of the Disney Plus series. Agreed. <laughs> Not just for what it sets up, but the acting, the story. And I think it was actually on point in terms of the Marvel brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you and I have talked about how we're going to integrate Disney Plus series into <laughs> the podcast. And mm-hmm. um, Loki is probably the one that I will look for 
afford to most just because it was actually entertaining to watch but uh just all the little pieces that they put in there everything was clever it was clever mm-hmm. and it was purposeful it just wasn't a backhanded joke at um imagine dragons or it wasn't a <laughs> <laughs> something that really didn't play into it like with yeah. um scarlet witch and going through these different genres and trying to be cute just for the fun of it um so story-wise you know, I'm not good at that stuff. I didn't, I've admitted before that I didn't read the comics and looking at the next uh, set of movies, it'll be interesting to see how those integrate though. What about you? Yeah, I agreed. I think Loki kind of stands head and shoulders above all the other Disney plus stuff because it was the one that felt most like a movie. It mm-hmm. felt like it had the biggest stakes, whereas everything yeah. else was kind of I think I've said this before. It felt like a bunch of random events to get people into the same position they were at at the end of the previous movie, just in a new costume. (laughs) So (laughs) Loki felt like there were really stakes. And then the fact that it takes place kind of outside of the main continuity in this, you know, the TVA world gave it the option to do so many more things than say, you know, having to take place in this little town and it all has to wrap up neatly to start to the next movie. Um, but also because of where all the movies are and because of the ending of season one, it, it's anybody's guess as to what the hell happens in season two. Because um, if rumors are to be true, Loki is in a lot of these upcoming crazy multiverse movies because of where season one ended. So very fascinating. Speaking of crazy out of the world stuff, Tyler, have you read the IGN report that they are building a film studio in space and it will be open by 2024? Is Tom Cruise a part of it? He probably is. He's already um, there. He's probably building it with no spacesuit just to prove he can <laughs> keep his thetans down. Now, the first thing I thought when I heard this was that, wow, people just really, truly do not care about like the, the homeless population or people going hungry or, you know, maybe the pandemic we're in. They just said, you know, what? screw it. Let's put all our money in space. Yep. I, I, I kind of uh, never cease to be amazed by the, um, the kind of evil indifference that the, uh, truly rich can exact upon the rest of the world. But that's it for my news today. I do have some trailers. Tyler, do you have any trailers to talk about? I did have one, but I didn't want to potentially ruin our skit that we have coming up. So I'm going to save it and I'll probably mention it once we get to it. So you talk about your trailers. All right. Um, So there are two, one of them I think is coming up in what we're talking about later. So I'll save it, I guess. Um, But the first one (laughs) I saw was for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. Mm. Uh, have you seen this trailer? I have not. Okay. Well, uh, anybody is unfamiliar with Texas Chainsaw Massacre? It's about a family of cannibals who eat people. And one of the uh, <laughs> younger sons is this gigantic man who wears people's faces as a mask and carries a chainsaw around. Um, this is brought to you by the people who made the remake of Evil Dead and the uh, recent horror movie Don't Breathe, both of which mm. I found really enjoyable. Uh, kind of piggybacking on what we talked about last week in Scream, this is another requel. So it's a reboot sequel because the uh, main female protagonist from the first one, which is in early 80s or late 70s, is returning in this, just like Jamie Lee Curtis does in Halloween. So it's interesting (laughs) to see that they all are like, oh man, I can't believe Leatherface is is back again. Mm -hmm. He was never established to be supernatural and this guy looks entirely different. So I think that's one of the big twists. It's obviously a different guy because he'd be 90. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it doesn't look like it's doing anything super crazy or inventive, but it is the first trailer. It does look like a violent good time, and uh, I'll definitely be watching it. I know mm-hmm. Tyler will not be. <laughs> I will not be. Uh, I think the last Texas Chainsaw Massacre I saw was the one that had Jessica Biel in it, and I can't tell you what happened to it. I think that was the last one they made. That was a full, that was the soft reboot era. Now we're in the recall. Soft era. reboot. Okay. Yeah, this is gotcha. a. No, that was the, sorry. That was the hard reboot era. Now we're in the soft Not reboot soft, slash sequel. Hard. Yeah. No okay. longer hard. Soft or hard. We're getting soft. Okay. Soft. <laughs> so the Halo trailer, I think is one that we'll wait to talk about till later. Uh, you, the, you guessed it. <laughs> the third and final trailer that I watched was uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. It's also coming to Netflix. Have you seen this trailer? I, I, I saw the teaser trailer, but I've not seen the actual trailer. Well, that's all there is. And it's freaking weird, right? <laughs> it was an interesting choice for a director to start, but we said the same about Guy Ritchie and Aladdin, and that made over a billion dollars. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But for me, the weirdest thing was, if anybody hasn't seen it, it's like 15 seconds, and it's this little cricket who's like, hey, uh, I know the story firsthand because I lived inside of Pinocchio's body. 
Like that's, okay. That's a weird uh, path to take because Pinocchio becomes a real boy. So he's got little bugs living in him. Gross. That's Yeah, definitely gross germs. Gross and weird. All right, Tyler, I think we're all warmed up. Are you warmed up? Feeling nice and warm, which takes us to our skit for the day. Ooh, all right. So the way that we're going to do this is we're going to go through the list. And during this round one, after I give Ron the TV show, he's going to take a guess if I already watch it or if I'm going to watch it. So <laughs> we're going to see how well Ron knows me in round one. So let's start it off, Ron. All right. First TV show, Atlanta. Atlanta. Now, I don't think you watch this. You are correct. <laughs> Got it. All right. What's next? Number two, Stranger Things. You definitely watch that. I do. <laughs> Next one, The Last of Us. Will I watch it? Uh, see, this one is tough because I know you don't play video games, mm-hmm. but I think you're a fan <laughs> of Mandalorian and you're know. interested to see what Pedro Pascal does in this. So I think you'll be watching it just like the rest of us. That's a very, very smart guess there. And it's probably correct seeing that you should yes. watch anything that comes out on HBO, HBO Max. <laughs> Next one is House of the Dragon. Obviously, you're going to watch this because you love dragons. <laughs> you could have just went with the whole, I already watch um, Game of Thrones. That would have been the easier one. Oh, I know. That's why you love dragons. So did I watch Ozarks? Yeah, we talked about it last week. You asked if I seen Ozarks, and I said, oh, yay. And I turned Canadian. That's a cheat one. <laughs> <laughs> Not fair. Here's one. Will I watch Halo? Yes, and I will too. Ooh. So this is one, this was the trailer that I did not want to talk about earlier. And I said I didn't want to talk about it to save it for this. And you already mentioned before, I don't play video games, but I did. Mm -hmm. At one point I did play Mm -hmm. video games and Halo was the game that I played. And I think for every boy our age, this was the thing you did. You went to your your buddy's house and you played Halo for hours and hours on end, right? Oh yeah. That's just what you did. (laughs) I know that... Our fan or the fans that know me know that played Halo at one point before rankings got all messed up and it didn't mean something. Uh, I had a rather <laughs> good ranking. And with Halo, this is like the part that uh, I like to joke about is like we played Halo a lot because this was in high school at the point where girls didn't talk to you. So like ninth grade. Maybe they and didn't talk to you, bud. Yeah, maybe that's it. It doesn't count if you're the, the woman that you married talked to you. I'm talking about women in general didn't uh, talk to us. Um, and what we would do is we would go to a friend's house. Mm-hmm. And the story that I usually tell is how like we drilled a hole between two of the rooms in my house so that we could connect the Xboxes <laughs> to dual TVs. That's okay. Amazing. You know, speaking of Halo, I actually got pretty good too. I was ranked number three. Sure you were. In my house. And there was only two of us that played. (laughs) Well, next next show here. The Witcher Blood Origin. Yes, we're going to watch it. We'll see. You you just said how much you love The Witcher. You can't be a freaking little coward about it. You got to watch the whole (laughs) shit, man. The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian season three. Do I watch it? And will I watch it? Yes. And you're going to watch the next one too. That is correct. The next one is Obi Wan, the <laughs> one that I'm most excited for. Obviously, uh, everyone in the world's going to watch that unless they're dumb. And I'm going to throw some more video games in there. If <laughs> you had Xbox, the original Xbox, the game Obi Wan, best one out there, mm-hmm. I would play it for hours. Just being able to throw your lightsaber at people and be able to control it and like kill people, amazing. Um, but uh, last one, The Lord of the Rings. Yes, you're going to watch it because you're a nerd and you like castles. That is correct. Well, Ron knows me pretty well, and some of these he cheated because I didn't get any of wrong him. though. So I guess I know you better than anybody. <laughs> well, it's, it doesn't quite work for the podcast when we talk about them weeks ago, and then you actually remember them. I thought you would actually forget some of these. Dude, sorry, I remember what you say. I also just to, to be clear for the listeners, I am on a little PEDs right now, podcast enhancing drugs. Uh, before we jumped on, I had a, a meal, and I had a serving and a half of Gatorade. I also had an Excedrin and a B12. So right now I am lasered in. I got calories. I have no headache. I have a little bit of caffeine. I got some B12 in me. So podcast enhancing drugs. So that's why you keep messing with your microphone over there. Um, round two now. <laughs> We're going to go and see now. Mm. Round two of this. If the series is ending, so a couple stipulations here. If the series is ending, will it get a spinoff? 
So mm-hmm. some of these are spinning. You're going to have um, season-ending episodes. Will they get a spinoff or will it get another season? So first one, Atlanta. It's going to be done when it's done. Okay. Stranger Things 4. Absolutely getting that. They will not let that die no matter who stops watching it. And the Atlanta <laughs> thing, I know for sure it's going to be done because there's a reason it takes so long between seasons because Donald Glover is a perfectionist about that stuff. And I think he said he always planned on it being three and then they're out. Okay. The Last of Us. Last of Us. Obviously, it's getting multiple seasons. They probably have already have them written in pre-produ- are in pre-production. House of the Dragon. There's no way, I guess, unless it's that Game of Thrones pilot they didn't put out. They're at least doing two seasons for sure. Ozark. I don't know anything about it, but I know this is the last season and it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a series that needs a side quill or a spinoff. Halo. Halo is going to be tough because it looks quite expensive. It looks good. Uh, so I think sequel definitely depends on viewership because it's probably too expensive to just make it and hope people watch. So that's the one that they actually talked about the budget and how much money they dumped into it and yeah. how they are optimistic about it. And Paramount Plus needs this one to work. They need <laughs> yeah, it to they work do. for their for their streaming app because I also heard on a separate show how Paramount Plus is big time in the debt. Big time in the debt with their streaming platform. <laughs> oh, man. So they really need Halo to work with them. Mm-hmm. The Witcher Blood Origin. I don't think this counts. It is a spinoff. I know. <laughs> so, yes, I don't know. It'll get another season of it? Maybe, yeah, probably. At very least, there's going to be something Witcher going, so there's no way to be wrong on this. <laughs> so the next two, um, let's combine them. The Mandalorian and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is definitely a one and done. I think they've said that from the get-go. It's like this episode, these many episodes and they're done. Because they do have a very finite period of time to cover. Uh, and also, Ewan McGregor looks a thousand years younger than Alec, Alec Guinness. <laughs> so they'll have to wait a while for him to get old enough to do that. And we also know where he ends up. So uh, The Mandalorian, I don't know how much more they're going to do. Because like we said, Pedro Pascal has moved on to The Last of Us. You know, Star Wars has a lot of other things cooking. So I, I think it might be a decent bet to say The Mandalorian as a standalone show ends at three. But... Mm. I don't want to spoil anything. I haven't seen the episode myself, but there is an entire episode of the book of Boba Fett. That is a Mandalorian episode. So I don't think stuff like that is going to stop. We talked about this a few weeks ago. There is no limit to how many times they'll do a, Hey, remember this guy in star Wars. So yeah, the the Mandalorian is going to be around. Yeah. I did see that episode. Fantastic. And I heard a theory that book of Boba Fett the next season of The Mandalorian and Obi-Wan, they're combining Ooh. for a movie down the, down the road. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So all this stuff is kind of setting some pieces up. So we'll see how that goes. I'm, mm. as I've already mentioned, excited for Obi-Wan. So next one, The Lord of the Rings. Now, again, they're going to have to be able to do a sequel because I've heard that the budget is incredible on this. I think they're they're estimating that for three seasons, it's going to cost them like one and a half billion dollars for a TV show. Insane. So either they get a sequel or they go out of business, whoever's making it. Well, a billion is is nothing for Bezos. So (laughs) no biggie. Yeah. Moving now to round three. Out of all 10 of these, which one do you think has the biggest chance of being canceled? Ooh. I hate to say it, but it does seem like Halo because of the uh, the risk involved. And, you know, House of Dragon, mm-hmm. like I said, it does have a built-in television audience already. Even if it's mm-hmm. bad, it has this giant audience that is coming over from Game of Thrones. Same thing with Lord of the Rings. It has this giant uh, multimedia audience from the movies, right? Whereas mm-hmm. Halo, it's only ever been, for the most part, a game franchise, right? So it doesn't have as much crossover appeal. So I think it really is going to depend on its word of mouth because if it's only the hardcore gamers watching it, it's going to get canceled. Mm, interesting. That was one inclusion I thought I'd see on here is uh, season three of um, Ted Lasso. <laughs> That's probably my most anticipated TV show of the year. It is their final season as well. And I can't wait. Yeah, I think there were actually quite a few people in the comments that left like which ones they wanted to see. I'm guessing Ted Lasso would have been on there. Um, I know the boys 
season three anticipated. Mm -hmm. I know we already talked about it, but that's uh, another one that a lot of people are excited for. So lots of stuff in 2022 coming out. The one that I thought uh, would have been a chance for cancellation was actually The Last of Us. I know that we mm. talked briefly talked about good people in the show, people that are popular right now. I mean, Nick Offerman, um, one of the another person from uh, the uh, game. Game of Thrones series, mm -hmm. but th the actual reason why I thought that that would be the one is one of the creators was from the Chernobyl series. And I know Chernobyl yeah. got a lot of street cred. A lot of people loved it. But for me personally, I could never get into it. I, I've maybe gone through the first episode at least three or four times. I just can't get past it. And I know <laughs> it's a slow play and I hear it's really good, but that's just me. So that would have been my vote is The Last of Us. You know what? I agree too. And that kind of has the same thing we talked about with Halo, that it it's, doesn't have a built-in audience for mm -hmm. television. Yeah. Well, interesting, interesting. Well, we're moving on now. Yeah. And if you haven't had a chance yet to listen to our first episode of Back Day, this would be the chance. Check the link in the description. You're going to hear Ron talking by himself. So you're not going <laughs> to have me there to mellow it out to essentially calm Ron down. He's going to be talking <laughs> for the whole 15 minutes. So check out episode one of Back Day, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Thankfully, I got it right for the second time in a row. Hell and yeah. also, we're going to throw in a link for our previous episode in the podcast. If you did not yet tune in, we or Ron <laughs> reviews Scream, and I sit there and listen, and <laughs> that will be in the description. But as we move to our main set, we're talking about a movie that came out last year, and this is part of our part two of our Marvel Roundup, so talking about Black Widow, and this is one that we kind of held off. We didn't put it in our mm. first Marvel Roundup, mostly because we wanted to talk about movies that we liked. And so that's bad to say right now because we haven't even reviewed it in the podcast. I'm already throwing out bad things. And I know that. But You are. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> we're talking about Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> this movie was directed by Kate Shortland. She was someone that did a lot of TV before. Uh, lots of TV on her resume on IMDb. Smilf, The Secret Life of Us, Bad Cop, Bad Cop. It had a cast that well, on paper, it's pretty solid. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, Rachel Weiss, and Ray Winstone. And Ron, will you lead us into the premise? Well, the premise is that Natasha Romanoff confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Basically, in between Civil War and Infinity War, we get to see what Natasha Romanoff was up to. And it's a whole lot of spying, a whole lot of kicking, and a couple explosions. <laughs> So, Charlie, you want to give us a spoiler-free review? Spoiler-free. Um, as I did a re par partial rewatch, I'll, be, I'll admit it, it was a partial rewatch, um, <laughs> that I actually felt kind of excited rewatching it for the beginning series. I think that this one, it um, had some good themes in it, that the whole family stuff, um, and I'll come back to that later on. But I felt like this was one of those movies, ultimately, that was one that nobody was really asking for. And it was somebody, any Marvel fans were like, oh, I want a Black Widow movie. I, want a, I don't know about that one. Uh, I believe I read that it was one that, of course, Scarlett Johansson was pushing for. Um, because she's no longer an Avenger because she died. Uh, Spoiler alert. I think by now everybody has seen <laughs> Endgame in, in, in Infinity War. So I think we're good. Uh, but with the delays, the pandemic, the clout surrounding, it didn't really sound appealing to me before I watched it. Um, and I think that that's probably why I didn't even watch it when it first came out on Disney+. Plus. I think maybe I waited a, a couple months and then eventually watched it. Um, but what, what were your original thoughts about it? You know, going spoiler-free, I can't say that it was anything kind of that would break the marvel mold it's mm -hmm. a solid movie in and of itself i think the placement of its release was the weirdest thing if this had yeah. come out when the movie is set yeah i think i would have really liked it because you know we there was that big mystery and there was kind of a large gap between seeing what a lot of the avengers were up to between civil war and infinity war mm -hmm. uh, if it had come out in that gap i think it would have been received a little bit more uh a little more anticipation mm -hmm. but I gotta say it what you know it was 
I guess this is my recommendation. It was fine. It was a good movie. It wasn't like a waste of time, but I really do think the strongest part was the relationships between Natasha and her quote unquote family from the black widows. I thought that was the strongest part of the movie by far for me. How about you, Tyler? Um, just continue on with like the production start. Uh, I wasn't too excited for it. And I was like, mm-hmm. kind of like, but hurt that I heard that they had like some of the stunt team from John wick. It was included. And I was like, dang it. The fight scenes are going to be good in this Dang. Um, but, uh, really I think the family stuff. Yeah. I think that that was really good. I think David Harbor, he was a huge bright spot for the movie. Um, I think that his character was probably the one that most people liked in it the most. Um, but at times I'll admit without spoiling anything that I think the accents just got to me. (laughs) I just couldn't handle them sometimes. Mm. Um, and why they all had accents, but Scarlet johansson just eventually just dropped hers um that's just me i think that would speak to maybe natasha is the best spy because the other ones can't stop doing an accent (laughs) i guess so they're like no we're not russian spies in their accents (laughs) i was i'm not going to do a russian accent because i can't um i guess it's time to move into our spoiler review tyler do you want to start with spoilers or want me to go first i think you should hit the spoiler button first oh shit i don't let me look for it Spoilers. So now that we're entered the spoiler section, <clears throat> I got to say my disappointment was with Taskmaster. I thought mm. it was a weird kind of a weird reveal. And the thing that bothered me the most was the age reveal. Okay. So the actress Olga Kirilenko plays the daughter of uh, Ray Winstone's character, mm-hmm. Drakov, Drakov's daughter, that Scarlet is upset that she accidentally assassinated right mm-hmm. so they said they killed this girl when she was like 12 right something like that mm-hmm. and um scarlett johansson was an adult then she's an adult now and then drakov's daughter shows up and is taskmaster well the actress who plays drakov's daughter is like 43 years old <laughs> and she doesn't you know she looks great but she definitely looks like a full-blown adult at least in her 30s so it how is scarlett johansson in her 30s when she killed her and then also in her 30s now when they fought it just bugged me beyond belief and because these people aren't any any of the characters with uh powers so it just it bothered me for some mm. reason i couldn't get over it i didn't put two and two together till right now in terms of who she was who she is i guess it's because she didn't really <laughs> look like it in as taskmaster underneath the mask but she is the, the bond girl from quantum and she's in yeah. oblivion and yep. I didn't put those together till right now. And you're so right with the, the age difference there. It doesn't, that, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And they had an actress who's older than Scarlett Johansson play somebody who's a grown up version of a little girl Scarlett Johansson killed while she, Scarlett Johansson was an adult. Yeah, a lot of words there. <sighs> yeah, and I think it, Taskmaster was really built up prior to the release. Yeah. You really thought that Taskmaster was going to just be the super badass. And don't get me wrong. Has some cool scenes, cool fight scenes, mm-hmm. which is understandable just seeing who they have for store, stunt coordinating. But I mean, what else? Was there something more that was supposed to happen with Taskmaster? So kind of a letdown. Um, I'll admit, though, that the opening sequence, I thought it was going to have a really dark tone through the, the movie um, mm-hmm. with the kids. And um, they really starting started early with the emotional playing that they were leaning into throughout the whole movie. Um, you know, they're evading the police, they're having to fly this plane, and the kid's getting pulled away, and then they have this whole montage series that leads in the movie, but it kind of just stops after that, in my opinion, in terms of, like, that whole tone, like, they, they go into mm-hmm. the espionage stuff immediately mm-hmm. after that, and one small note is that I also did think, and <laughs> rewatching it, that the kid, the child actor that played Natasha, looks nothing like Scarlett Johansson. But that's beside the point with, with <laughs> casting. Um, what do you think about that opening sequence, though? I thought it was good. I, yeah. I, like I said before, I feel like the stakes were just gone because we literally just saw um, Black Widow die. Mm. So it was hard to invest in a way you would if it came out when it's set. I yeah. think the biggest takeaway was the post credit scene that connected it to Hawkeye. But also that show was kind of the same thing where not a lot happened. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it was just too... For me, at least, it was two kind of lackluster efforts in a row. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's my Hawkeye review. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I guess, 
along the same lines of lackluster. Lackluster dramatically, I would say. I mean, they're all they're all very well produced. They're well acted. It's just the dramatic stakes were lackluster for me. Yeah, and with lackluster CGI, I thought that the de aging on on William Hurt, Secretary Ross, I think was probably one of the worst I've seen. Oh, really? I, I it was just kind of just it looked too fake to me. With some of them these days. I feel like, especially when we're talking about the Mandalorian, what they did with Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, it, it looked legit. It, when you are, when you know the person is not that age, and you're looking, you're like, "Holy crap!" Like yeah. that looks amazing. But with uh, William Hurt, I just thought it it looked just like a computer. It you know what? Just like a computer game. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot that was in there, and. I think part of the reason he looked so maybe off to you was they did mention that General Ross is quite ill now. Mm. And that was like, this is their time they're setting up. If anyone's in, unfamiliar with the comic books, turn away now. Uh, General Ross is the Red Hulk in the comic books. And it's been rumored that Red Hulk is going to show up any day now for like five or six years. He's probably <laughs> going to be one of the bad guys in She-Hulk. So this was them setting that breadcrumb to show, oh, look. General Ross between Civil War and this movie, he got very ill. What do you think he's going to do to try to fix that? He has Emil Blonsky in captivity. He can maybe sample his blood and try to use it to cure whatever incurable virus or disease or X, Y, or Z he may have. So that's that's one of the things that I did find interesting out of this. But again, it's kind of metatextual and not exactly inside of the film itself. So very positive of you. Very positive of you to put that spin on that when I was trying trying to make fun of the CGI. But uh, anyways, <laughs> um I think that um, one of my first issues was probably like with the whole like Red Room. You, that was one of the things that you heard about for a long time, just like the mm. Red Room and the intensity of it and, you know, how badass these assassins are, the Black Widows. And like, I felt like I walked away kind of thinking like, are they as lethal as the uh, the Dormelage or maybe are mm. they like on the same level <laughs> as like the tracksuit mafia? Like wh- <laughs> where where do they lie here? Because yeah. it's not like the, the end fight scene where they're all like ganging up on Natasha um, that you're like blown away. It's mm-hmm. kind of just meh. Okay. Yeah. And I think that all still connects to what we're talking about is that at a certain point, a movie like this, no matter how high you set the stakes, like we just saw the half of the universe get destroyed. <laughs> so like, it's hard to build impressive antagonists and build the stakes when, you know, it's, it's uh, juxtaposed to something so intense and so over mm-hmm. the top. And I think that's why yeah. I said it, it did it. It, they were done a disservice by coming out in the spot and in the release schedule as they did. Yeah. Yeah. I think look, looking back at when you and I were joking about it, when it originally came out, I think we maybe watched around the same time that we were actually joking about the, when the whole thing blows up at the end, I don't know what it was called, whatever the floating <laughs> thing was at the end where it just blows up and remind everyone that I think only David Harbour's character, Alexi, is the only one that has powers, quote unquote, <laughs> yeah. super serum, but everybody else is normal. And they jump out of the uh, scroll <laughs> joins and jumps out of it and they're falling. She's fighting with Taskmaster. And I think just, I feel like after like, just like a couple jumps, a couple watching out for things and, you know, breaking through some things, she just lands on the ground. Like, what? <laughs> How did how did that happen? How did she go from in the sky to all of a sudden just on the ground? It was just a little too much for me personally. Uh, wow, yeah, Tyler, her landing on the ground like that is definitely something that would make you say WTF. And that kind of brings <laughs> me to our next segment, something that made me say WTF this week in our crowd-pleasing segment, WTF. Tyler, uh, it's my week, am I right? You are correct. I, I am correct. Okay, so I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, but... My WTF moment comes from, and just like that, the Sex and the City sequel series. It's almost over. It's almost over, everybody. So you won't have to hear about it again. But uh, this one really, it kind of was uh, emblematic of what the whole show has been doing for me, at least. And there's a scene where Carrie and one of her new person of color friends that I told you they've kind of shoehorned in to show that, look, we're not a show just about rich white ladies. They go to help a charity. And the uh, woman who's her friend goes, you know, why are we having to help? Why do we have to paint? Like, what's the deal? And Carrie goes, no, I was told very specifically, I cannot be the rich white lady who just writes a check. I have to actually help. And her friend goes, oh my God. Yeah. It's so hard to be white nowadays. I feel sorry for you. And Carrie like, yeah, I know. And then they just move on. 
what? I'm like, wait, what? I was like, they're so like trying to pat themselves on the back for doing the very least. And then they're like, okay, well, how do we make it seem like it's not Carrie who's being an asshole for not wanting to help underprivileged kids when she has millions of dollars and she also, her husband just passed away. She gained like $80 million when her husband died. They don't have any hardships in their lives and they're complaining about having to paint. How do we make it seem like she's not an asshole for being upset? They said, hmm, let's have one of the brown characters say it and then Carrie can just agree. So that made me go, WT fuck, man. This show just sounds like it sucks. <laughs> It does. I can't wait for it to be over. Also, I can't wait for the season finale this week. I want to see what happens. <laughs> oh, man. Tyler, that guy. I can't believe you watched that. Every single time we do one of these WTFs, I get hot, man. There's only one thing to do when you get hot. That's cool down. <clears throat> so, Tyler, to start cooling us down, what are you watching? I think earlier, oh, I, I do know, earlier I mentioned a show that kind of just stumbled upon that I'm going to mention on the podcast. And if you are looking for something to watch, and you like comedies, and maybe you like Judd Apatow's comedy, there is a show on Netflix called Love. And you probably maybe seen Yuck. it. I don't know if Ron has seen it. Yuck. But uh, I sort of, I randomly watched an episode, I think it was Friday night. I couldn't fall asleep, and I watched about 20 minutes of it. And <laughs> I stopped watching it 20 minutes because just earlier that day, my wife had told me how I watch things without her, which is not true. <laughs> um, and so I stopped watching so that she could watch it because I was like, okay, she might actually like this. And we ended up binging the first season that <laughs> over the weekend. Um, and it's entertaining, I think. Uh, you, you see a lot of the people that are like in the Judd Apatow uh, movies that he produces or that he directs. It has the guy actor from I Love You, Beth Cooper, like that nerdy kid. Um, and he kind of plays a similar character. The actress, I think some of the other people might know who she is, but I know. It's I've Gillian Jacobs from Community. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know who that was. I don't want. I didn't watch Community, so um, Ron does. Uh, my wife watches the show, and I despise it. I just I don't like you shows don't like where it? everybody is an asshole to everybody all the time, and they don't have any redeeming qualities. They're just everybody sucks together. And I get it. Some people like that. I just don't. I'm not saying it's a bad show. I'm just saying I don't like it. I've heard the writers say <laughs> that he's the classic like give a nice guy a chance when he's really one of the worst guys. Whoa, Ronald, throwing out accusations like that. I, the writers have said it, dude, not me. I didn't write the show. Oh, you know all the writers? I talk to him on the daily. I'm texting with freaking um, Billy J Jacobson right now. He wrote the, the first episode. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, <laughs> usuals, of course, Gemstones, Boba Fett, mm -hmm. Euphoria, and we're re-watching Daredevil right now. Nice. What about you, Ron? What are you watching? Uh, I watched the biopic The Eyes of Tammy Faye, starring uh, Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's interesting. It's about a husband and wife who, spoiler alert, start a church scam thing and steal hundreds of millions of dollars from people. Oh, uh, I think I know what you're talking about now. I also accidentally watched Home Team starring Kevin James and Taylor Lautner. <laughs> we were at my brother-in-law's house and they started it and we were sitting there talking. And then I was like, well, it's, it's 45 minutes in. I got to watch the rest. It's actually, no. it's actually not bad. It's like a cute kids movie. It's like a not as entertaining version of the little giants anything it, you have to start with it's not that bad it's yeah. bad <laughs> and then my favorite thing i've watched in the past week or so was being the ricardo starring javier bardem as um desi arnaz and nicole kidman as lucille ball uh mm -hmm. and it's about it i don't know if it's a fictionalized week in their lives but it's about this week in their lives in which uh, it, it happened but i don't know if it all happened at once but where lucille ball was under trial I'm um, oh, sorry, under investigation for being part of the communist party. And so they're like prepping for their show at the end of the week, all the while trying to like fight these accusations and make sure it doesn't get picked up by the news. And she's trying to figure out if Desi is cheating on her and all kinds of crazy stuff happens. And it's written by Aaron Sorkin. And he wrote the shit out of this movie because mm -hmm. it's literally just people at rehearsal talking. They're just rehearsing and then they'll talk about their problems and move on. There's no, that it could be a play because it takes place in such small amount of places, but it is freaking riveting. I recommend it to everybody. It's on Amazon. Okay. Nice plug for Amazon. I think you guys would really like that one, honestly. Super sounds like something Sounds like something that my wife would like to watch. Yeah. And then coming up this week, do you have anything you're going to watch, Ty? Hmm. Well, tomorrow, Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. We're actually behind on both Euphoria and Gemstone. So we got to nice. catch up on those because we've been watching Love. Um, but <laughs> uh, let's see this weekend. I feel, oh, we didn't watch. There's been this Netflix movie. 
uh, with Adam Devine, Devine, that mm-hmm. Devine, Devine, Devine. Yeah. There we go. That we've been like wanting to watch. Um, I think it came out in 2018, and I I just think he's funny. I like whatever he's in, um, and we just haven't watched it. So I think we're probably gonna watch that movie. I can't even tell you what the name of it is. Is it that time loop movie with him and Alex yes. Dario and um, that one? Nice. And uh, was it Steve Robbie ML? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I haven't yes, seen that, that but I've heard it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix and it keeps popping up for us. So nice. I think we're gonna finally take take that leap. <laughs> and I think I can speak for both of us when I say we're both super excited for the season finale of Peacemaker. Oh, yeah! I can't believe it's already the f- season finale. That's how I you know a that show. In the usuals. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. That's how you know a show is good when the whole season has ended and you're like, oh my god, why? Just double it. Keep going. Yeah. It, it, it flashed by like that. And I've waited every single week, like appointment viewing. So I'm excited. <laughs> it's one of those series too, that you want more and you're actually excited to see what it sets up, especially, I mean, how long have DC fans been asking for something that continues on a story and that sets <laughs> yeah, up just good up? and makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, uh, one of the other things I'm looking forward to is a new show that starts up this Thursday starring, uh, Will Arnett from Arrested Development and lots of stuff. Uh, But it's a show called Murderville and he plays a detective and he has celebrity guests come and try to help him solve a murder. Um, Mm. But it's kind of like Reno 911 in that once they get there, it's all improvised. So they have like the details of the murder that exist, but they kind of improvise it together and it it seems fun and funny. I'm definitely going to check that out. And then I'm going to, I have to go see, maybe not this week, but soon I'm going to go see 2022's most unnecessary movie, Jackass Forever. Obviously, I got to see oh it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I got to check it out. No, hard pass. <laughs> uh, all right. Before we move on to our takeaways, before we're done cooling out, I want to read a review we got from a listener because I think it's important. Okay. So this is from Patty from Cali. Patty says uh, that. Dear Movie Buffs Podcast, your podcast saved my life. I was doing the dumbest exercises anyone has ever seen or heard of. That is until I heard the Movie Buffs Podcast. When I heard you guys talk about, when I heard you guys talk about the movie Cream last week, I knew it needed to stop and that my sinful ways were done. I needed to start doing exercises that made any goddamn sense. So things are finally doing better for me. And I really appreciate Tyler and Ron's love and support via this podcast. I hope you guys are doing well and I'll stop doing stuff that doesn't make any sense. Wow. That's really sweet of you. Um, so Tyler, do you have any post-workout takeaways? I know it's, it's hard not to be in a good mood after that wonderful review. So if you guys want to leave a review, uh, please leave a five-star review. And if you have any good comments, leave it, drop it in your favorite, uh, in your favorite platform. And if you, if you leave something good, maybe it'll get read out here on the, on the show. Yeah. So my podcast workout takeaway for this week is to work the muscles you don't like to. And that might sound like, wait, what? But work the muscles you don't like to. If you didn't know, a lot of people like to work, they're called the show me muscles. They like to do the biceps. They like to do the chest. But what they don't do is work their back. They don't work their back. They don't work their hamstrings. And these are very important muscles. And so work the muscles you don't and learn to love them. Learn to love these and you'll pleasantly be surprised how well it impacts everything else in your life. Not to go too much into anatomy and physiology, but it will drastically improve your posture and probably improve other exercises that you perform at the gym. So work the muscles you don't like to. What's yours, Ron? Agreed. And I'm going to take that same exact point, but expand it out to a holistic approach. And I want to tell everybody to sometimes you got to work on the things you don't like. Uh, I posted on my Instagram story today, that uh, we should all not be afraid to suck. Being really, really shitty at something is usually the first step to being really okay at it. And you got to be really shitty before you can be okay. And you got to be okay before you can be good. And if you're good long enough, maybe you'll be great, but you can't start on the path to greatness without being okay to be shitty. So that's my takeaway. I like it. You got to learn to suck. You got to learn to suck. You got to be okay with it. And I think (laughs) that does it for this week's episode. You got anything else to add, Tyler? That's it. Rolled right through it today. Roll right through it. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening and taking time out of your day. Thank you to our faithful listener, Patty, for leaving that review. It means the world to us. And I thank you for getting to this point in the podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us and we appreciate it. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at moviebuffs underscore podcast. If you like this episode, share it and give a five-star review. And if you don't like this episode, still share it. 
and still leave a five-star review or Tyler will beat you to death with one of his Highland Game trophies. See you next week when we talk about what we did to dry off from this underwater episode. Thanks, everybody. Stay buff. Bye. Feeling inspired by hosts Ron and Tyler to work on your health? The Movie Buffs podcast is brought to you by Time to Train Fitness. Use the link in the description to view all of the membership options and to start a free five-day trial. Get ready to press play on your next workout.